0: Kwariwarmí is a podcast created by and for the queer BIPOC community to be unapologetically ourselves. Our identities are complex and none of us fit neatly into a single category. We're here to share parts of our lives, identities, and discuss our intersectionality as well as current events. Kwariwarmí was a term used for the third gender and androgynous shamans in the Inca Empire. Here, we celebrate our roots, honor our ancestors, and break down colonialism. This is your host, Mariana Munasi. This is Mariana, your host, and today I'm being joined by my friend, Wing. <laughs> Hi, Wing. Thank you, for, thank you for joining us on Kwariwarmi. How are you? I'm good. Doing pretty well. Um, you are currently in what city?
1: I am in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Awesome. How's it? Mm-hmm
1: um it is cold um it is 42 degrees so i'm missing san diego a little bit but
0: i have a lot of jackets to keep me warm so that's good (laughs) (laughs) um can you give us your name and your pronouns
1: yeah uh my name is wingley and my pronouns are her her and she
0: all right awesome how do we know each other
1: from rugby, um, I don't really remember the first time we, do you remember the first time we met? I don't really remember our first interaction, but it's really just, I think over the course of the last two years, we got, we got in close, um, our gym, a little gym date, oh, yes.
0: um, a little at like 5am,
1: a. <laughs> a little mix,
0: <mixable. laughs> a little therapy uh, gym session, <laughs>
1: physically and mentally, you know,
0: <laughs> that's true, got to exercise everything, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: the mind, emotions, everything,
0: uh, yeah. Yep. No, those were good days. Um, okay. So I'm going to hop into some of the questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when you think of yourself or like, how, you, how do you, how do you identify, um, just in general, uh, outside mm-hmm. of, I mean, you can include obviously your sexuality and gender mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But when you think of yourself, how do I, how do you identify
1: um, I identify as a Chinese American um, that is also queer um, and also also masculine, uh, masculine presenting for sure. Um, and yeah, uh, also like as an immigrant. Um, I think that plays a very big part of my identity as well.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your your journey over?
1: <laughs> how um, I was how older, born yeah, how old?
0: Sorry, mm-hmm. go. no. You go.
1: <laughs> I was oh, gonna yeah. say, how old was, were you when I was you guys moved? Born... Sorry, I missed I
0: missed that part. <laughs> Sorry, how old were you when you guys moved? There you go. But you also go. start with where you were born. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I was born. In, uh, that that kind of includes it. I was born in Hong Kong um, with with my with my sister, and then we moved over here, immigrated over here when I was seven. Um, I think uh, we moved to the bay area uh we lived with my grandparents for for a while um until we get like settled in my dad found a job um and we lived with my aunts my uncles like two aunts two uncles so it was like a packed house um and i barely spoke a lick of english um (laughs) i started second grade i dreaded it um and I think I just kind of navigated my space there. Um, I think one of the ways I coped was really just to absorb the personalities around me, um, kind of kind of go with the flow that way, uh, match the energy that's in the room. Um, but, but yeah, um, so I grew up basically my entire childhood in um, the Bay Area, went to two high schools, um, and then I moved down to San Diego um, to start at UCSD for College.
0: Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so as far as like, I, I don't know, do you feel like cultural assimilation has been um, a big part of your life? And how, um, how, what, how would you say you like, are navigating, like in cultural spaces, like with your family, and when you're not with your family? Um, so is there a culture that you associate more with now than anything?
1: um I think I'm definitely in the middle I uh, kind of like that third world space um and it says where I'm also I'm very my family celebrates all the holidays like Chinese New Year lunar New Year um and that's always a big festivity when I was a kid I think that was when I was like we do we have uh, moon cakes you know we meet with our like extended relatives um, got red envelopes so like that was very big in my life um but with growing up and kind of having a friend groups that are very diverse, in a sense, and not very just Chinese, you know, um, that made me kind of assume it a little more in a sense that like, um, I, I'm i starting to lose a lot of my language, you know, like speaking Chinese, um, I don't look necessarily how the culture really, like, looks in a sense like i'm masculine presenting i'm like i love being in the sun and being very tan and like things little things like this um i think if i were to you know you pick me up and draw me back in hong kong um i would look totally off the book. you know like they'll kind of even when i was feminine um without long hair i would when i went back to hong kong i I'd get looks everywhere you know like i'm wearing i'm wearing spandex to go to the gym <laughs> you know and people are just looking at me like what is that girl doing um and even when I speak Chinese right now, I integrate a lot of English into mm. my Chinese. Um, so it's kind of like a mix of both languages. Is there um, is
0: there a term for that in Chinese? <laughs> like
1: not in Chinese
0: because they're Spanglish. Um. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm no, fluent no, no. in. <laughs> so I asked
1: my parents, and I would like, there's a lot of sayings, right? There's a lot of sayings in Chinese, um, mm. a lot of proverbs. Yep. And I always get them mixed up, you know? Like, I literally switched the ends and the beginnings, and, like, my mom's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I could have sworn this was a phrase, you know? Like, I could have sworn this is how you say it. Um, uh. So I'm definitely still, in a sense, navigating my space, you know? Like, when I'm in a traditional Chinese culture, I'm trying to, like, find where I fit in, you know? Um, and then when I'm in American space... I still fit in you know. Like I, um, I feel like in America, Asians are like Asian Americans are neither very American, right, or they're not very culturally Asians either, right? Um, like we, for in some die, like we assimilated, you know, like our um our status um econ- like, ec- economically we assimilated we um are making like you know a lot of money in a sense for like an overview we're making a lot of money we're assimilated but also we're never really uh culturally assimilated um when you when you when a lot of people look at asians on the street they're like oh like you know they probably just immigrated here you know like oh like i'm surprised you don't have an accent you know um or like where are you from so i think culturally we're never assimilated, but like economically we're assimilated so that's always a crash in my in my point of view
0: so yeah at what point do you feel like you stopped, uh, or you started to like lose some of your language? Because I remember feeling like that too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I when I first moved here in second grade or third grade, we had like spelling bees, right? And I think I cheated on every single one of them. Um, <laughs> I I hated hated spelling. Um, so my so my teacher would have me write in my you know notebook. Um, um, like a little dictionary for myself so i write in chinese and then i write like the english version of it like look up the english definition of it and i still have that notebook back in my parents house and it was filled it was like 10 pages of chinese words um and it was like filled to the brim right and now i know how to write i love you mom dad sister my chinese name and that's it (laughs) you know like that's all the words i know how to write because i don't use it often Uh um and I just, I think it's just the course of trying to pick up English and then um, not practicing as much Chinese as I should. I just over the course of like my elementary school, middle school, just like completely lost it. Because um, I don't write, I don't have to write often.
0: Um, did your parents? I really just only speak with it at home. Did hmm? you guys speak Chinese?
1: Yeah, with my parents, um, with my grandparents. I kind of like like when we have family events, I definitely speak chinese, um but you know how like when you're when you're native, you think um in Chinese or like when you think in like in in English um and I remember thinking that like when i w- when I first immigrated here, like oh like every single English like sentence I translate in Chinese in my head, and then I kind of like hmm. understand it that way, and then over the course now I'm just thinking in English you know right. um. The funny thing is I actually when I count it's a lot easier for me to count in Chinese um, than it is for me in English so like I just mumble Chinese to myself I need to like count really fast (laughs)
0: interesting
1: Um, (laughs) yeah but I don't know I think it's just the course of trying to fit in I just kind of lost my native tongue Um, they my parents trying to put him in Chinese school for sure um, but Chinese school is Mandarin right and Mm. in Hong Kong we speak Cantonese um, and I hated Chinese school I I hated it and so I just never really got into. I regret that, you know, like I regret not like retaining my Chinese language um, and like actually focusing in Chinese school. But I feel like even in Chinese school I was behind, you know, because it was Mandarin and I already didn't have like that base. had that skill set. Yeah. So like I'm already behind with all, all the other kids, and I don't fit in still in that in that in that sense. So like I just wanted to reject it. So
0: yeah, I guess that that was kind of a follow up that I was gonna have was that have you had that feeling i mean you have obviously but can you go into a little bit more of that feeling of like not really fitting in anywhere
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i think my sexuality definitely plays a part in it right um i think in the chinese culture um or even just the asian culture in itself like homosexuality is not really like smiled upon you know it's not really welcomed um it's definitely wasn't really welcomed in my household in the beginning um or no um (laughs) um but so like i definitely like i don't fit in in that culture because that my sexuality is such a big part of me right um and it's also how i look i'm masculine you know um i'm a little broader like i'm a little more like like broad i work out a little more um and even my mom would kind of say, like, hey, like, stop working out. You know, <laughs> your arms are a little big, stop working out. Like, why do you need lift heavy? You know, like, why can't you go back to high school when you were skinny? You know, when you were feminine, when you're skinny, when you're pretty. Um, so I feel like that's ingrained a lot in my head. Um, and that's why I don't feel like I'll fit in, you know, um, in the Chinese culture in itself. And that's where I kind of find myself in the American culture, right? When it's a little more welcome, where change is a little more or the queer community is very welcoming and that's what I surrounded myself with so like that's how I like that's how I feel comfort and not in my so when I go back home like that's when I feel out of place Mm -hmm. like I feel at home with my culture but not at home with my identity a part of my identity so like I feel like there's a split identity crisis where I feel welcome in one but like not my full identity is being being welcomed
0: yeah So, have you, have you, is, has there ever been a space where you felt like all of you is welcome? Like where you can Um, fully be just you, like in every way that makes you wing?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, have I ever? Um,.
0: Or what's the closest think, you've come to that? Yeah,
1: shoot, getting boba with my Asian teammates. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's the closest maybe. Um, the, the
0: moving company. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think one one instance. Um, I went to, uh, with J. Cho and Arlene, to like a little, uh, two years ago, three years ago, I'm not sure. Um, little Chinese New Year dinner at a dim sum restaurant, right? And. That's when I felt I have like wow like I'm celebrating Chinese New Year with my Asian friends like right like like that's when I feel welcome like that's when I'm like wow like I feel I feel at home you know mm-hmm. um so I feel, there's not many instances where I feel really complete in that sense
0: yeah I hear that I can relate to that <laughs> I've actually I don't know if I've ever told you this but a uh, queer his Latina one time mm-hmm. basically told me that I was more queer than I was Hispanic and that I was Mm. clearly choosing one over the other. And I was, Mm -hmm. first of all, I was insulted. (laughs) I was like, why do I have to be these, like, two separate things? Also, you're literally the last person I'd expect to hear this from because you should know better. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But also, then I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, like, my Latina culture has never... Fully embraced my queerness, but my mm-hmm. queer the queer culture has never made me feel self conscious about being Latina. So, right, yeah, I could see how you could think that, <laughs> but she, she was also like, "Oh, like you you dress like a hipster," and I'm like, "Do you want me to wear a poncho? <laughs> like right. how I'm, like it's not Latina enough? My how I dress. I'm not no. really sure what you are expecting, but." Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is, I can definitely um, feel that, like, split of, of, like, being kind of one person Mm -hmm. in one space and being another person in a different space, and, like, for me, I know it's had definitely, like, negative psychological impacts, because I'm like, can I ever fully just be me in a space without being judged by anyone, or without Mm -hmm. feeling like I have to hide a part of me? Right. So that's, I'm sorry that you've also experienced
1: that. <laughs> I think it's also in a sense where like, I like I feel adrift, you know, uh, with, with my, definitely with my culture. Like the longer, as I grow up, I feel a bigger and bigger drift between my culture and myself. And like, that's something I, I really try to recognize. Um Like whether it's being more up to date on news or whether it be kind of just be more like, celebrate my, like, celebrate the traditions more, um, more like, like, just educate myself a little more, um, but I think a part of that is also, like, a drift between my parents and I, you know, mm. like, growing up, um, hiding my queerness and hiding my sexuality, like, that caused a very big drift in my relationships with my family, who, in like, who I tied to my culture, mm. you know, so, like, there yep. is a lot of strain in those, like, those, three like relationships
0: so yeah i hear that <laughs> <laughs> um what, when was the first time you thought about race um,
1: or do, do you remember race, definitely i want to say when i was really knowledge like conscious about it was college um I think growing up, the communities I'm a part of first when I immigrated here, um, it was very diverse, like the the school well, uh- oh I was immigr. I got off.
0: Wait, sorry, oh. it kind of cut off when you said you said it was really diverse, the school, and then it cut off.
1: That school I was like the elementary school that I was with like when I started my second grade, um, was pretty diverse. Um, so I didn't really think about it then, and even just growing up, um, the schools I were with I was at like, it was diverse. Like I I didn't know um, to kind of pay attention to that or like that really I wasn't I didn't feel the negative effects of it so I didn't really like my eyes didn't kind of open up to it. I think in college um I was in, at UCSD uh with Marshall like my college was like Thurgood Marshall and we have electives that were to take it's called diversity of culture um and one of the men in uh, class we had to write an essay right and then in class the professor was like so we you can't like so basically like you can't use term colored people right and she, she, like, she kind of had to, like, educate us on, like, why that is such uh, a negative term, and why um and why that's bad, so, like, so a lot of people had it in their essays, basically saying, like, colored people Um, and I think that was the first time I realized oh, like, I like, I never thought of that in that way, you know, I never I never thought of it in that sense, and also being in rugby, uh, we had a very diverse team, a very a lot of Latinas uh, that were very like vocal and very um in a sense like logical um they were all like ethnic studies and they had a lot of um way with with words you know and i i that was the first time i experienced that and like um that opened my eyes a lot more just like with the terminology used um and kind of opening my eyes to the issues that we have in our system um and i think so in college was really the first time where i kind of noticed race and where really aware of how race how race dictates our society and how our society impacts race
0: in a sense cool thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> okay one of the questions is what's been your experience in interracial relationships <laughs> <laughs> i know you've had a couple <laughs> wait you're cutting off again. <laughs>
1: Let's see.
0: Hm? You no, you cut off for a little um, for a second, but go, go ahead, <laughs> girl. Okay.
1: Um, I think my first interracial relationship was with um, um a Latina, and she, in a sense, taught me a lot about race. Um, she taught me a lot about um because she was in ethnic studies, and she definitely educated me a lot on race and how like our society is um but in terms of relationship i think i minimize my my culture a lot you know like i I think i don't focus on that aspect or like don't really bring my culture into it um
0: um do you feel like any of that has to do with like any of the like stereotypes in america about asian people being like more passive okay hold on it it keeps kind of cutting off did you hear what i asked
1: yeah i heard what you asked sorry um i like you keep freezing and then i don't hear anything (laughs) oh no worries just tell me me where i left off (laughs) um i agree and i definitely agree with that stereotype um in a sense that we a lot of times keep to ourselves Right, I think um, East Asian culture is that like we, in a sense, focus on the harmony, right, of of the community, uh, and anything that kind of disagree with that harmony, um, we kind of we keep to ourselves. We don't want to disrupt that, that 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 connection, in a sense, um, and that doesn't mean we have we don't have opinions. You know, we don't know have like in a sense judgments in our heads but it's more so we don't want to start we don't want to start conflict um, and it's funny because we're I, I don't remember where I, I like one of the history class I have where they asked Americans to uh, explain a picture or like you know explain a picture in detail and then they asked um, a Japanese um, descent to like explain a picture the same picture in detail and the American would kind of pinpoint the distinct we kind of explain a very distinct detail of like a person or like you know like something an object into the, in the picture where the Japanese um, would just disp- like explain describe the picture in as a whole right like the whole picture in itself like the bigger picture in a sense um, and I think that kind of reflects the individualism of the Western culture and also like the the kind of like community like viewpoints of like the East Asian culture and I think I see that a lot um, and not necessarily I'm not I'm always been a, a very quiet person um even if I feel any type of way um I'm very to myself and like i i shut down in a sense where i don't really i hate confrontation <laughs> I absolutely hate confrontation right um and that could be growing up because I'm always like the mediator in my family so like I always kind of resolve conflict I don't really start it I kind of avoid it i just resolve if my if my parents are fighting I resolve it right if my i apologize for my dad and my sister like my mom is mad my sister i apologize for my sister you know and i, I gotta make sure like that, that, that so, um and i feel i definitely see that where um regardless of if my if my, par, if my partner is more vocal um uh, i kind of keep to myself a little more um and obviously that is not healthy um <laughs> obviously that in a sense drains relationship without my partner knowing that like what's wrong with me you know um but that's kind of like a uh, a thing that I'm trying to break in a sense um, where I do need to speak up but that's definitely hard for me but like growing up I have patterns of just hey resolve it you know any conflict just resolve it Um, and I definitely attribute that to my culture in a little bit in a sense um, and also how I was brought up
0: have you ever dated someone of your own uh, race or ethnicity nope Mm mm-mm do you feel like that's, like, a coincidence or on, on purpose? <laughs> I don't... I
1: don't know. Um, I know I have, like, crushes on, on, like, people... Like, I just never... Pursued? I, and I, you know, I never really talk on my crushes either, so... Um, I never really... <laughs> I never... I never really... <laughs> wow. Like, I never really, like, sought after it, you know? Like, I never yeah, yeah. really, like, pursue anything. Um, so... So, um, maybe that's why, but I never, yeah, I never, I never really, no, I I don't, I don't know if there's a coincidence, but
0: Mm.
1: it's not like I don't find them attractive, for sure. Um, but I just never, it it just never happened that way. Mm.
0: I think at some point, like, kind of recently, I realized I, I had never really, and, Mm -hmm. and I think, I mean, I've never, again, I haven't, I hadn't, like, at any point been, like, I can't date you because of A, B, or C. But I think a part of me has thought, like, I know how much of, like, my Latina baggage I carry with me, and I don't want to add to that because I know how we are. (laughs) But now that I'm aware of it and I've, like, healed through a lot of stuff, I'm like, okay. But, like, even thinking about that, like, in retrospect, I'm like, that's kind of messed up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cause I, like I mean like especially like the family dynamic if it's not welcoming, and I mean immediately like mirror that to like my own experience right like, and I think of like specific instances when some people in like family have said like really horrible hateful things, and that's I'm like I'm not trying to like enter another situation like that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Obviously, that's, like, totally projecting my own, <laughs> my own trauma <laughs> my own <family. laughs> because everyone's different. But I'm oh, glad that I'm aware of it now, at least. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The next question I'm going to ask you is what has been... I mean, you've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but maybe you can mm-hmm. go into a little bit more. What your LGBTQ, like, journey has been like. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe coming um, out, or, like, before you came out, like, exploring that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, Um, yeah.
1: let's see. Um, I... I mean, I feel like I've been masculine presenting my entire life, right? Um, and my sister came out when I was in middle school. Um, and that's when... Well, she got found out. Um, and that was a very big scene in my house, right? Like, there was... And my sister's very... My my sister's very opinion. Oh, she's not opinion. She's like strong headed, right? She's a strong headed, and she's like, um, very just like facts, 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 right? And and like, strong headed, strong headed, really just don't mix. So like, there were like just arguments, like fights, loud fights. And then I just remember thinking like, like I wish I can just stop this, you know? Like I we really just want to stop this. And then prop a, this is a time when prop A was happening, and I remember thinking to myself like, I hope it does not pass. You know, like, I hope it doesn't pass. I hope that it, like, because if it does, then it will break up my family. You know, like, I don't want my family to be broke up. Uh, and I made a promise to my mom, like, hey, mom, I won't be like my sister. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> hey, I won't be like my sister, you know? like, it's it's like, she lied. <laughs> she lied. And, then, um, and then in high school, that's when I, like, it's funny because um, in, in middle school, too, like, a girl asked me out. Right. And I was like, nah, no, 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 no. I'm straight. You know, like, like, whoa, stop right there. <laughs> stop. And then in, just in swatting high school, them away. I,
0: like,
1: start... <laughs> in high school, that's when I started kind of like feeling a little conflicted. It's like, why do I feel this way towards this girl? You know, like, why do I feel so like attached to her? Why do I feel like I'm like, you know, like, really just like I, I like. I want to be her friend so bad, you know.
0: Her friend.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna have sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: like, why do I be protective over her? You know, in a sense, you know. Um, and I got a friend. I have a friend in high school that I was really close with. You know, like that. That um, we we were like best friends. we were really close. Like, we would wrestle. We would just like we would we would just be on the phone a lot. And, you know, people are like, dude, that's kind of weird, you know, like, <laughs> why are you not doing that? But she's, like, "Shit on Catholic, right? She's so religious, whatnot, and I'm like, oh, like, we're just friends, you know? And she's straight and she can do this, like, I can be straight and do this, you know? <laughs> um, Everything's and... fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would feel so conflicted, and, oh, a little backtrack. So, like, when my sister got found out, my parents became very religious in, like, in, Christi- like, in Christianity, right? And we would go to church and one time i was sitting with my parents at church and they're basically saying homosexuality is a sin right i'm like how are you gonna tell me that my sister is a living sin you know like what do you mean um so that conflicted a lot with me right and then um going back to high school um so like i'm like i don't know i just really like this girl and then my one of my best friends was dating this girl and so they got together and i'm like I, like what is happening you know like why do i feel jealous like i'm, I'm jealous of her or jealous of him you know like who am i jealous of um and then um we actually like had a, a disagreement where like we we're like man like, we wish could, we, we wish you could hang out more but like you know like we had different friend groups. like what's happening so we went to my ap psych teacher for a little counseling session
0: right as high school psychology teachers do therapy
1: (laughs) Um, you know what I'm saying um and we went to Miss Gable we were like okay like let's let's talk it out and then Miss Gable was like are you sure you're straight And she was like are you sure you're straight you You know like you have no feelings both of us She, she asked both of us like you know what's up and we're like, yeah, we're straight. Like,
0: whatever. Um, whatever. up? <laughs> and
1: I remember at night, I would pray and be like, I don't want to be gay. You know, mm-hmm. I would pray like, like, can you please, like, I don't want to hurt my mom. I don't want to do this. Like, can you please make me stop being gay? Right. And then I, and then went to college. Um, and then I really get gated Well, <laughs> first, I went to college really trying to be straight. You know, like, I'm like, I'm going to find a boyfriend. This is like... I like, I talked to guys in high school but I'm like no and then uh I went to college and then I'm like oh like there's my 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 my, my sweetmate has this like like best friend and I'm like I'm gonna really just like trying to get it on with him you know and then <laughs> but then like I just like like he, he asked me one time like what are we right when we were like when he was like walking me back to, to the to the dorm and I was like what do you mean and I just walked away you know I was like I'm just gonna avoid <laughs> that conflict at all times um and then (laughs) yeah and then i joined rugby where it was a space where that is so welcomed you know queerness was so welcomed and then um and that i think that just jump started like me being accepted so like accepting myself because other people accepted me you know um like it was the first space i experienced where it's okay Mm -hmm. where where it's okay to be gay, where it's okay to kiss girls, where it's okay to express that you like girls. Um, Actually, they all encourage you to like girls, you know? So... So so it's like wow like i feel
0: just a psa rugby will not turn you gay it will just (laughs) help you accept yourself (laughs) if you're feeling you can love yourself exactly (laughs) you know there's there's a mom Um, listening out there being like my kid ain't playing rugby your kid will just learn
1: to love himself that's really it um and so that kind of jump-started it um but that's that's still a conflict right so when i whenever i go home my mom is still asking me like hey like you know why are you getting so bulky you know like if you have a boyfriend yet like hey what's up
0: and well, why just... does your hair look like
1: that <laughs> well, I, I didn't cut my hair until junior year you know so i'm still very very much so straight mm-hmm. um and so conflicted you know like i kept my relationship a secret um where i'm like i can't break my mother's heart you know like i don't wanna i'm the last child uh, that you know they have that is a quote unquote no, still normal you know um, and like I feel like i was having the burden of like you have to be that child for them you know like that have a hetero relationship like heteronormal relationship and um be be straight have a have a have a husband all that right and i felt that pressure where like because how are my how is my mom her parents gonna tell their parents or like their siblings and like extended relative that both their daughters are gay you know um and that weighed really heavily on me especially in the Asian community where that was looked down upon um and I just kind of kept that a secret uh, I remember and then I cut my hair right um this is junior and I went to I mean my mom has an inkling about this you know she she always asks me about it like and I'm like no 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 like you know like don't worry about it you know i just wave it off don't worry about it so like during that time I really drifted away from my parents you know, um, I really just, especially with my mom. Like I used to be a mama girl. You know, I used to like um, be very like needy and just like you know, like be close to my mom. Um, but from this time, like I just I don't want to talk about like talk to her about it. You know, like I I shut down. I like I'm short with her. Like I try not to dig into anything too deep because I know if we have a long conversation. She's gonna bring it up you know like she's gonna bring it up like ask me about this and i don't want to lie to her right um if we're in the room together i don't want to be in a room together with her, alone with her because she's gonna bring it up you know like so i'm really trying to distance myself from it and then uh at my cousin's wedding this is the first time that i'm dressing up in a suit and a tie you know and i'm, I'm getting ready with my sister and then like you know i walk in to my parents room and my mom looks at me Right, like, up and down. She's like, hey, can you help me go to the bathroom and put this necklace on? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then, so we walk in, and she's like, why are you dressed like this? You know, like, why do you look this way? And even talking about about that, I'm a little emotional, because, like, oh, give me a second. Um, I know. That that just kind of, like, hurt a lot, you know? Um, She was like, she basically said, it it hurts you a lot to see me like that, you know, like it really just um it, it breaks your heart to see me like that, and i that broke my heart, you know um like i I'm not a bad person right like you you still um like I don't think I'm a bad person, you know I think you still um, Ray is a very good person, a very good daughter, um, but she always thinks that it's her fault, you know, like, that she did something wrong in her past life for me to turn out this way, and, but I'm like, I feel like I'm more than just karma, you know, I feel like I'm more than just a mistake you made in your past life, um.
0: And also, you're way, you're way more than your sexuality
1: that that is true um but it was so hard to also talk to her about it um in chinese you know in a way right. that she understands um mm-hmm. and still like even when she's telling me this um she brought up hey like remember in middle school you pro- you made me this promise right in middle school you made me this promise that you will be gay and i was like oh like i, I was like mom don't is that worry written about,
0: somewhere you know? or <laughs> I,
1: I still pushed it up i was like mom don't worry about it you know um don't don't worry about it uh I'm not gay you know <laughs> so out so lie to her because uh, it was in your suit like, yeah it was just so much easier than just like really facing it head on you know mm. uh and then time passed and I like relationship passed and I'm like I think also in those relationships I just I didn't feel a need to I mean that's how, kind of how I should have known that it was it wasn't gonna last in a sense like I didn't feel a need to come out to my parents about it like I feel like it's not that serious enough right and and then I think the year, so my sister is supposed to get married this year, right, and I was like, okay, a year from my sister's wedding, I'm going to come out to my parents you know, like I'm, because I like if I want to bring a date to my sister's wedding you know, like if I want to be myself to my sister's wedding because it's, you know, once in a lifetime I want to be there for her, right I'm going to come out to my parents the year before so that time comes, right that, that, that was basically last year right, so basically I didn't come out I I had my sexuality for six years, Um, so finally, I'm comfortable enough, myself enough, to like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out to my parents, right, and so I wrote a letter, because that's, that's how I know I can express myself a lot more than talking to her face, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be locked, right, right? I'm gonna be like, I don't want to do this, Um, so I wrote a letter in Chinese, right, using Google Translate, so, um, cause I know, I know how sentence structure is supposed to be in Chinese, okay. <laughs> but I'm just going to be like, I'm, you know, I'm going to Google translate all the, all the other words, right? So I translated all the words, wrote out a, a a letter, typed out a letter, gave it to my sister to prove, read, she approved, reads it. And then, um, uh, I, I, at night, I, you know, brought it up to my parents, right? Let my mom read it. Um, like, Hey, like, can you sit down? Like, I just want you to read this letter. And then she reads it, starts crying. Gives, gives it to my dad right my dad is like working on the computer she he reads it and just like types away <laughs> oh like my computer. god <laughs> I'm like, okay cool so wow my mom turns, literally uh my mom turns around to me and kind of just like like basically asks why you know like why are you gay um and starts crying and be like this is what i hope wasn't gonna happen this is what i prayed for that wouldn't happen you know um um like i know was gonna i know it was a chance but she prayed on it that it won't happen you know and she said but she basically said like i is everything that i expected kind of like hey like this is like we still love you, we still accept you, but why is this happening? Like when did like she, she said, how do you know you're gay? You never dated a guy, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, exactly. You're how, how <laughs> did if you never dated a girl, you know, like, yeah. you know, maybe you know, um, but I didn't. I was just like, you, you, know, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't choose this way. Nobody choose to choose a harder life, you know. Um, and she, she would say things like you know um um oh like you know we're just scared of you because it's such a harder road ahead you know but i'm like it's a lot easier if you accept me right you know, it's a lot it's, a, it's an easier road if you accept me you know you don't you don't have to make it harder yeah. you know um and so it's just kind of me fighting for who i am in mm-hmm. a sense with her um and trying to help her understand where i come from um and in a sense that helped right like coming out to my parents it's a weight off my shoulders right my mom was crying for a couple of days um and she when i conversation later too um when i when i showed her like my my girlfriend like a picture of my girlfriend right um and and she was kind of like oh like what about a family what about starting a family you know like what about like who's gonna be the father role, right, in that relationship? <laughs> uh, like who? Like she pulled up an example. You know, you know how like dad brings you to play basketball. You know, like who's gonna do that? And I'm like me. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like I love. You're soccer, like we mom. all play basketball. Right. <laughs> like when I try to explain to my mom like how like those are general that she is basically talking about. Right. Like, that, those are what society try to fit you into a category. Right. Right. And I'm just saying like these are just your perceptions um and I think it might have helped if my if my parents know somebody who is um you know settled and have a family who is also gay but like we're not exposed to that this I feel like like as much as I'm grateful that she has her they have their church community right, that they're so involved and have a lot of friends, like, they, they, I feel like they needed that friendship and, like, a lot of friendship in that church, but also they're in a church that reaffirms that it's a sin, you know, reaffirms mm. that homosexuality is a sin, so, yeah. like, that's what I also have, like, conflicted feelings about, um, but telling my parents and, like, kind of having that conversation with my mom helps, um, kind of get that weight off my shoulders, and, um, but it's still to this point, it's not something we talk about often, mm-hmm. you know, my sister's getting married next year, and she's with her fiancé of, 11 12 years you know um but like it's still not a conversation that we me and my mom visits often you know that we don't talk about my queerness anytime um she doesn't really ask about it anytime Mm -hmm. um but but it definitely helped me accept myself more just being out you know because i'm out with my friends you know like i'm out with my community in san diego with my friends in san diego uh, even with my high school friends up in the Bay, you know, I'm, I don't hide my queerness, but I, I used to hide it to my parents. And that was one thing that drives me away and, like, really just pains me inside. Um, and it still hurts me in the sense that I know that my parents would never accept accept it. I think they will tolerate it. Um, I think one thing that scares me, too, is how they treat my partner. You know, like, I want them to treat my partner with respect, with with love right like they shouldn't treat my partner any less of a person and i'm gonna make that clear you know when that point comes where it's just like where they have to meet when they have to meet it's like like this is person i i love right and i don't want you to treat her any other way you know um she's a great human being you know she is n- not her sexuality right in the sense um so yeah it's 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 funny how one story I'll tell you, though, when, when I was talking about my partner, I was, I was saying, oh, we're the, we're the same grade. In a sense, because we're the same year. So, like, in Chinese, I said, oh, we're the same grade. And she was like, oh, like, what does she do? My mom was like, what does she do? And I'm like, oh, she's getting her master. Right? And then she was like, so you're not in the same grade because she's getting more education than you. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, oh, okay. You're going to put me down? That, that's great. <laughs> you're going to put me down at this time, too. Perfect. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so it's definitely... My, I think my coming out story is more of a conflict with my parents than anything else. Um, with well, a conflict with my parents and my, and my culture, than it is just, um, with like, my, because like, I feel like I live in a bubble in San Diego, right? Where, like, it's very welcoming, where my queerness is welcomed and, like, kind of encouraged in a sense where, like, I feel loved. Um, and so that was the space I was trying to find with my parents, and that's going to be an ongoing battle, so my journey is definitely ongoing, um, but... But
0: yeah thank you for sharing all of that i i can definitely see a lot of um like looking back at my own story like a lot of the stuff Um, you talked about it's like pinpointed exactly (laughs) how my (laughs) how my stuff was too and um i think it'll get better with time Mm -hmm. slowly (laughs) i hope to (laughs) but yeah No, I mean, it sucks when you don't have that family support. It can make such a huge difference. And I've also Mm -hmm. heard the like, well, life is going to be harder. And I'm like, yeah. And so, therefore, you shouldn't make it any harder for me. Like, you should be the support system. Help
1: me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, What does intersectionality mean to you?
1: Um, I think a lot. um, In a sense of... um, uh kind of just like culture obviously what we've been talking about right uh my culture and queerness um that i feel like those two were the ones that that has been affecting me personally the most um but i think just like with my education everything that's going on now at time right now um i think intersectionality means so much more right it means kind of like just the poc um or just like um African Americans um how they're being treated right now and how how society like in society um and just my role in that as well um and like kind of standing up to like my community in a sense like hey we like this affects all of us you know like like we need to stand up for for our peers you know like our um it's really the system, right? That's that's pinpointing, like, pinning us against each other in a sense, um, uh, not in a sense, but really. Um, so I think just acknowledging the intersectionality of like this, just um, yeah. Um, I think it's it's also a conversation that I want to have with like my my family, um, kind of like the Asian, like my Asian community, of uh, what that means, you know, what intersectionality means, um, and how big role plays in people's lives, you know, economically, um, socially, um, politically, like how that all intersects, right? How, how being of a certain race um, affects all your standings in those three categories and more, um, and how we are privileged. Uh, Asian Americans are so privileged in the sense, like, we are privileged that we don't, we don't experience the same racism, right? Our racism is like, and it like stereotypes, right? Um, and definitely, I think with COVID, definitely a lot more aggression, um, and I've seen that a lot more, but that's still like, that in the sense of basically three months, we have experiencing maybe like, maybe even just a little part of what black people experience, right? Every single day of their lives um, and explaining that, I think maybe in a sense COVID kind of helped the community understand a little more of like the violence, um, that, um, African American feels every day that, that dark, um, where like people with dark darker complexions feel every day. So like kind of explaining, educating my community on intersectionality has kind of been, um, that my top priority. This I like, talking to my parents about it, you know, like educating that and kind of like let that sprinkle down. Um, yeah
0: uh do you feel comfortable talking about colorism in your culture i do um because
1: even in my like even in the east asian community like i think colorism is very prevalent how like um different like i didn't know this before where i'm like i i, I heard somebody say hey like you know like um Asians judge each other on, uh, on, like, different types of Asians as well, you know, like, the different co- complexity of Asian as well, I'm like, that's not true, like, what do you mean, and so I asked my mom, and she said, like, yeah, it's true, I'm like, huh, and she's like, yeah, like, you know, like, the darker you are, the less, like, the, the more you get judged, right, the more stereotype that comes with it, like, you're a jungle Asian, you know, like, that you're, that you're of lesser value, um, so, like, it's so prevalent in the Asian community, where, like, that's so much easier for me to kind of, like, explain to my mom, like, hey, like, we are pretty like you have a lot of stero- like negative stereotypes and like prejudice against African American, against Black people, um, and also against like even Indians or even like um, uh Mexicans, you know, Latino, Latinas. Like I, my sister and I are like in in the past couple of years, has been really, kind of calling my mama out on it. I calling my parents out on it, like, hey, like you aren't really. That's not a joke, you know. Like that's actually like that's hurtful right um that's racist that's yeah that's, that's racist yeah. you know like you you can't just because you don't say it to other people it doesn't mean you can think it you know and i think that's something we need to do more in my community where like like we are set to like literally fight against each other right um for the white man right for the white people and like we're just hurting ourselves in a sense um So regardless, we just got to stand up for each other, like, you know. Um, So addressing colorism is definitely very important. And I I, I feel a lot more comfortable with it now, knowing, like, knowing, kind of educating myself on terms, really terms and definitions and, like, being able to translate um, that uh, to, like, Chinese to really just, like, get my point across. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's cool because, like, on Instagram, when, like, kind of, like, a lot of the activism is, um, is... most prevalent um there were translations
0: i, mm-hmm. like, I remember seeing that like,
1: yeah it was like, like Chinese this Chinese is how you talk
0: Chinese. to your parents about racism every culture yeah. <laughs> i was like thank you for the talking and points
1: one of my friends <laughs> asked me it was like hey like do you know anything like to translate to vietnamese because her parents are kind of like does not understand the whole police brutality thing does not understand um kind of why there are protests rather riots right and she is having a hard time like translating and like really just like speaking up and she really wants to um and which leads to kind of her falling out with her parents Mm -hmm. and not talking to her parents but she's like it's necessary yeah like that's something that's very important especially now more than ever um to unite with and divide um so so yeah definitely more more comfortable with it now than ever
0: cool thank you for sharing that um okay we're dwindling dwindling down towards the end um Mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna pick a couple more questions. Um, what would you tell a teen version of yourself?
1: <laughs> uh, don't make that promise to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's it's okay, you know. Um, you it's okay to be gay. It's okay to um, like girls. Um, and be don't. I think a big thing is just don't assuming to your to to your surroundings you know don't just trying to fit in you know like i feel like i've done that all my life just trying to trying to match the energy in the room right trying to match anybody's energy that i talk to um and i in a sense i lose a lot of myself in that um like just trying to be somebody else you know like for a minute for two minutes and that's draining too like not only do i lose myself it's also very draining um to pretend to be in a situation so i think it's more just like be be you and be comfortably you you know like you don't have to fit in you don't have to fit in like it's okay to stand out it's okay to be different because you'll find a community that accepts you you know um i think that's one of the biggest
0: uh lessons i i I would tell myself cool thank you um do you know, or I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this, but I know there's been a lot of protests in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that? Like, are you keeping up with that? And you know, one one of the questions is, uh, what other movements are you passionate about and or involved in? Um, mm-hmm. It could be Black Lives Matter, anything else. Right. But I figured I'd ask specifically if you know, mm. if you can share with our listeners anything about Hong yeah. Kong
1: um it's definitely been a very big ongoing battle in hong kong um it started when because british gave hong kong back to china for ownership but china under british rule have have um adopted a democracy right where they have a parliament um and it's and basically giving hong kong back to china is in a way threatening that um because obviously and then china is trying to appoint um um appoint kind of people in the parliament right to kind of take over in a sense and china like hong kong people are feeling definitely threatened that like they're gonna lose their democracy um and i think one of the things that triggered it was um expedition treaty that um china is trying to impose on hong kong making making it so that they would have to give up anybody right to china and uh, that means if any, anybody from Hong Kong posts a negative like, post about China, China could see you know, and that kind of started, um, hey, like, we're not cool with that, you know, we don't want to, this is the step in, like, you're trying to take power over us, yeah. and we don't want a part in that. Um, There's actually a documentary in on netflix um i forgot what it's called but it's basically um a person a 16 year old in hong kong was fighting kind of the education system um that china was trying to impose so china was trying to impose like a like a test basically saying like of all like basically saying how great china is and all the like the china like china rules right and if you don't pass that test then you um you fail you can't move on right um and basically china's trying to impose on all the school systems and this kid is like no we don't want that like that like that that's you trying to dictate over us right um so he started a rebellion um in hong kong and actually won in the sense that now china was like hey okay you can just any schools can just choose whether or not they want to impose like they want to they want to take on this like test kind of thing Mm -hmm. This like, education system, uh, but, it, like, so, like, Hong Kong has, like, a history of just, like, wanting to fight China, right, um, and I think the youth definitely is more, like, hey, like, fight the system, you know, we, we, we don't want to be communists we don't want china's rule over us um but i think the adults are more so like hey like why are we doing this you know why are we having riots um you know like china like hong kong can't survive on its own like we need resources from china you know like why are you fighting like you know like little 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 things you know um and i think it's also like a, a, a talk to my parents right and my parents are like and we don't really, we don't really support these protests because like they're riots, you know, like they're they're shooting cops or like you know like they're fighting. And you know? I'm, I'm like, well they don't really insti- they don't instigate, you know, like they, like cops are shoving, cops are pushing, they're fighting back, you know, like protesters. We're, we want to make a change and you know? say we wanna, we want to and be able to talk to this with my mom, like with my parents, and then also using examples from like the Black Lives Matter with, and kind of using like their rights, like not people aren't rioting. Um, for for funding, you know, we're not rioting to, to damage property. We're rioting to make a statement, and um, and also, if you can see a lot of damaged property, like we're like protesters are not the ones like making those damages. You know, like a lot of like even right wing um, activists are making those damages, making it seem like they're they're for rioters um, and people who are taking advantage of these of these riots are not protesters, you know, they're, they're not the ones that trying to change, in a sense, um, so, kind of relating these two, I think, helped me make a point to my parents, like, we're not, violence isn't the point here, you know, um, violence is not, never the point of, of the protest, the point of protest is, like, to make awareness, to make you aware of, we want change, um, justice, <laughs>
0: Mhm.
1: and then, I, I, I feel like, I want to be in Hong Kong during this time in a sense to be like to be a part of it you know um to be like to feel closer in a sense to my culture and to my people um and and it sucks living it through like like the news or like like pictures you know um because I feel like I'm just I'm, I'm sharing it but at the same time like I'm not there to really just like you know fight for that cause too um but it's it's and especially now during COVID right where everything's locked down um I think hearing it from my family in Hong Kong. So I still have family in Hong Kong. Um, my mom's side of the family is also in Hong Kong. Like I, I, I want to hear from them and kind of like what their point of view is. Um, I know it's like yeah, it's disrupting like traffic. It's like you know like riots are bad, but at the same it's time, it's inconvenient. Like, um, <laughs> like really, like we we're not here for that convenient, right? Like we're here for like what are we fighting for? So, right. um, that's definitely a movement I'm very passionate about um and, and keep up with as much as possible um and even though it's hard for me to be Chinese because I can't read Chinese um <laughs> but it's it's um a learning I think it's a learning curve for me as well um to kind of like because I never really used to dig into like Hong Kong history you know Hong Kong like kind of like the background and everything and that really sparked me like I want to know more about where I was born you know I want to know more like if I go back I wanna know a lot more about my culture and my past and my history. My my parents grew up and my grandparents
0: grew up, you know, so so yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for giving us that um that background. I'm sure yeah. some people appre like some people that haven't fully like de- you know mm-hmm. learned about it and read about it, um, appreciate the I
1: think the news the definitely like covered it briefly for like a day or two and right. then it just kinda of disappeared. So yeah.
0: Cool. Um, That was my last question. Is there any uh, words you want to leave us with? (laughs)
1: Um, No, thank you for having Uh me here. Um, And you know, like, if anybody wants to reach out and have a conversation about what we what what I talked about, um, they can definitely reach me. Um, And if it's about anything about culture, anything about just being queer, I'm more than open to like, opening up and just like having a conversation um or even anything about hong kong like i'm more than like you know i would love to open up and kind of have a conversation um so yeah just just
0: grateful to be here awesome thank you so much bud um i will tag you in the the post (laughs) just in case anyone wants to (laughs) contact you um but yeah i really appreciate your time and the conversation and the vulnerability that you shared with us today Love you. Of course, thank you. You too, buddy. All right.